Welcome to episode 469 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm covering paranormal news. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I always want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the show and putting it up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share it with others. And uh, rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. I've also written some paranormal, paranormal fiction and nonfiction books. You can check out on Amazon. If you would like more content, uh, I have a Patreon page for that. Uh, you can sign up to any of the membership tiers and uh, get that content. That is going to be always at least one episode per month. And weekly, whenever I can arrange it. Um, just depends on uh, life in general and uh, when I can uh, get the material together. So, But I'm hoping to start putting more up there soon, um, besides just the one episode per month. And those will always be true paranormal stories from the web as well. So, uh, Or you can also make one-time donations through uh, PayPal and Venmo. And uh, help is never expected, but always appreciated, as there are expenses in doing this show. Uh, from equipment, to research materials, uh, to um, basically travel expenses as the show gets bigger. And I try to um, get the word out about it to more and more people. Uh, I will be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year. That is November 4th and 5th. Uh, that's a Saturday and Sunday. And it is at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And um, looking forward to talking with everyone there, just uh, going around and listening to things and uh, making recordings of myself and uh, anyone else who wants to be uh, recorded, talking about the paranormal in general and or experiences as well. So, and then I'll bring those recordings back and... Um, and share them with everyone on the show. So speaking of that, I found an article here, and this is the one we're going to start with. Um, I forgot to put all the links in the uh, the Discord, but I will do that after the show. Um, so so links will be in the Discord after this is done. Um, but uh, in the in the news, the articles that I have to share tonight, the first one is about this um, this this convention, this paranormal convention that I'm going to. It's really exciting to see that sort of mentioned somewhere else other than in my own show. So, um, and this article is from, uh, let me see here, ourmidland.com. 
And it just talks about the uh, convention in general. Just all the different... Um, the fact that it's basically going to be a two-day thing. Really, a lot of what I've already talked about. But they um, talk a little bit about um, the convention over the last couple of years. I'm not going to really go into it, because I already kind of talk a lot about it in the intro to the show every day. But um, I just thought it was really neat to see the the, thing, the the same thing I'm going to mention somewhere else. and So I will include that that article link in the uh, the um, the episode description, along with all the other links, and I'll put those in the Discord as well. So um, that's the first article, and uh, I'll get on with the rest of these now, because these are more of what I wanted to talk about. Just, uh, just wanted to mention that first one because of that. Uh, connection and of actually going to this event so really excited for that um this next article is from newsandstar.co.uk the title uh reads ghost hunter visits dock where titanic was built in belfast ireland so this is um uh, about a uh Paranormal investigator named uh, Lewis, uh, who runs a YouTube channel called Paranormal Paranormal Origins, and he recently um, and he's basically he's going to be featuring his material on uh, TV as well. But um, he visited the stock where the Titanic was uh, fitted out before it uh, went on its maiden voyage in 1912, and of of course, and unfortunately, when it comes to these boats, I can only imagine what it must take to make these boats and to get them all ready. Um, the article mentions that, of course, just just like I, I'm guessing in construction and the further back you go, um, people did pass away in, during the during the construction of the of this build or of this boat uh, due to accidents here and there. Um, and uh, mentions that Lewis felt the atmosphere was eerie and calm at the bottom of the dry dock. Uh, but he also heard sounds of metal as if people were still working there. Uh, so uh, he used some motion sensors and voice recorders and um, asking direct questions. And he thinks he made contact with one of the uh, the workers the former workers that was there, um, basically the spirit of, of a, a worker. And the spirit seemed to interact by lighting devices and making sounds. So, um, and I wonder about that with, uh, if it's not being used anymore, I wonder if the metal sounds can be explained away or not. I, I would guess if he's investigating it and if he's saying that they seemed odd to him that maybe they can't easily be explained away. But, um, so there's not a ton more to the article, but it's just a, uh, um, interesting thing I had never really heard of before is that the, even the dock where the Titanic was, um, was put together and finished, uh, seems to have paranormal activity around it, which of course you can find, um, if you go online and look at, look for, um, Basically, stories about the various artifacts from the Titanic. You can find some uh, stories of paranormal activity surrounding a lot of that as well. So, um, so yeah, I may have to do a show on that at some point. I don't think I have yet. 
Um, but it is a thing that I've heard about on different paranormal uh, podcasts about activity surrounding the various items in um, different locations, too, not even just the same one, uh, of objects that were recovered from the Titanic. So uh, I think that is a thing, and I think I may have to do a show on that at some point. So I think that might be uh, worth doing. So um, that's the other article there. And I think I'll move on to the next one. And uh, I apologize for forgetting to put the links in the Discord, but uh, I will get them in there after I'm done recording here. Uh, so moving on to the next article here. Uh, this one is from, uh, let me see, CPR.org. And uh, this, the title of this is Strange Lights in the Sky reported by pilots around eastern Colorado on Thursday. And apparently this was like within the last week or so. Um, and there apparently were multiple pl- pilots flying over uh, eastern Colorado on different flight paths reported, that reported seeing strange lights around 11 p.m. on a Thursday night. And the lights were described as bright uh, white with a greenish tint moving from left to right and disappearing. They were seen near the Big Dipper constellation. And the pilots confirmed the sightings to air traffic controllers, who then alerted other pilots that they had received five reports of the same thing. So the lights didn't apparently did not disrupt air travel. Uh, one pilot speculated they could be uh, related to SpaceX Starlink satellites, though this is uh, not confirmed at this time in this article here. Uh, officials haven't uh, apparently, as of this article, haven't um, said anything yet about that. So, uh, so it's just basically. What we have right now is reports of these lights. So, I wonder. Um, I always wonder with that when when it comes to the the uh, officials not saying much. Um, are they still looking into it, or do they have an answer and it's not one they want to give out? There's always questions that come to mind when that happens. And of course, I don't really know for sure. Uh, I I really don't like to assume that there's going to be one answer over another. So. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll see as um, in future articles. So, going to the next article here. This is uh, from BelfastLive.co.uk. And the title of this article reads, Northern, uh, let's see, Northern Ireland Castle, named one of Ireland's most haunted wedding venues. And... Uh, this is um, regarding Carrick Fergus Castle in Northern Ireland. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, the uh, the location was researched by. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a website. I'm guessing it is Spin Genie. Uh, it's identified as the most popular haunted wedding venue. They're one of the most um, haunted venu- wedding venues in Ireland and Northern Ireland. This castle 
ranked fifth overall uh, based on various uh, re- online metrics. And uh, so let me see here. This cat's castle dates back to the seventh, or I'm sorry, not seventeenth, twelfth century. That's going back a lot further. Uh, it's known for its dramatic architecture and ghostly ambience, and it has a long history of paranormal activity. Couples that have um, that want a gothic or creepy vibe for their wedding, their weddings are drawn to this this um, locations like this, especially around Halloween, of course. And, uh, let's see here. So this is, um, mentioned that, the article mentions that it's for more of an adventurous, uh, couple or people that want to have something like this, uh, event like, like that in this kind of location. Um, they, uh, I see here. So it mentions the creepy setting and paranormal activity seem to be part of the appeal. And this is going along with sort of the whole idea of uh, Airbnb, haunted Airbnb, just the, the paranormal sort of being uh, rolled into tourism and uh, hospitality in general. So, um, mentions that there are other locations that are also known for their uh, look, um, haunted nature, haunted reputations are include manor houses and other regular hotels that are across Ireland, but this is one of the... This one is different because it's a castle, and uh, I'd be curious to check out a place like that in a way. Just uh, not so much for an event, but just uh, walk around a little bit and just sort of camp out in one of the rooms at night and see what happens. But anyway, uh, this next article here is from... HudsonValleyCountry.com Title reads The Haunted History of New York's Shanley Hotel Now, um, that's S-H, not S-T We're not talking about the Stanley Hotel in Colorado And this was uh, originally built in 1845 Uh, It's had different names over the years uh, Before James Shanley bought it in 1906. In 1910, James Shanley married Beatrice Rowley, who tragically, oh, and they, they tragically lost their children over the next few years, as unfortunately would happen due to the various illnesses. Uh, but guests have reported experiences like seeing Beatrice, the ghost of Beatrice, basically, smelling her perfume and hearing a little girl thought to be the spirit of uh, a barber's daughter who passed away after falling down on the property. So other alleged ghosts include James Shanley himself, uh, a Prohibition-era bootlegger named John Powers, who stored liquor there. And that's, of course, Prohibition is the uh, banning of any kind of consumption of the alcohol, alcoholic beverages, and a young boy as well. So the um, apparently there have been many accounts there of hauntings, and it's become a famous location in the Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley, and a draw for investigators and enthusiasts of that topic. 
Um, so let's see here. Looking at what else is going on here. I think that's it for that one. Let me see what I have left here. So I have one more article left here. I'm going through these a little bit faster than I thought I would. But, um, so let me see. Let me check out everything in the chat. So, but yeah, um, going back to that first article about the uh, convention and just talking about that in general, I am really looking forward to that. I've never been to one before, and uh, I'm really excited to see what it's like, and uh, I really do want to go there from now on every every year when they have it, as long as it can stay, it stays in that general area. But uh, I'll go over this last article here, and then we'll see how much time we have left and go from there. So, um, let me get back to the document here. So this last article here is from, uh, I guess it's a radio station, KISS, which is the station, and then ElPaso.com. Uh, the title reads, El Paso Nonprofit Wants to Renovate and Redevelop Historic and Haunted La Hacienda Restaurant. So, uh, this is, um... Apparently, it was closed for nearly 20 years. This uh, four-acre property will be uh, transformed into a multi-use venue called Abara House, Abara House by a local nonprofit organization. The planned space includes a cafe, events and meeting rooms, and a courtyard, and short-term guest apartments, uh, with the goal of of creating a borderland center. Uh, it was built in 1849, and it served different purposes as a private home, a stage coach stop, a brothel, and public restaurant. And that went on from 1940 up until, I'm guessing, around 2000. So, and while the while the restaurant was open. Staff reported uh, paranormal activities such as um, objects that moved on their own and disembodied voices and uh, footsteps. So um, that's odd as well. The, uh, so in 2009, there was an overnight investigation that caught uh, voices, EVPs basically, uh, electronic voice phenomenon. And what they caught, though, it wasn't just voices. Apparently it was... Uh, the sounds of hor a horse, uh, horse having walking around like hoof hoofbeats. So that's odd. There's also a um, other reports of activity there, just voice or voices, and um, and so the renovations to revive the location will be costly at an estimated twelve twelve to fifteen million. And the timeline depends on fundraising. So, um, so it sounds like uh, I wonder what will happen. I was wondering about that when places are closed for a while. I wonder, and then they're renovated. That that is something that pops up a lot in paranormal. Um, renovations can cause things to happen, and it can be good, bad, and different. Just it seems to stir up energy in general. So. Um, this is uh I'll be I'll be curious to see if anything else happens and shows up in the news once this uh this um renovation and redevelopment is finished. So 
may have to do a show on that whole um, trend as well, or that whole pattern that has happened, I've seen before, and, and all kinds of shows and podcasts and read about and all kinds of things. So they, um, it seems like there may be activity before there's renovations, and it, and it can be, uh, or the, in some cases there isn't any activity, but then uh, no matter what, it seems like things get more active uh, when a place is changed. And sometimes it seems like whoever or whatever is there likes the changes, and other times maybe not so much. Other times I think um, if there was no activity, I wonder if sometimes there is... That's a, something I just thought of. I wonder if, if the spirits that, that are in locations, when, when cases where it is a spirit of some kind, can they be dormant and or maybe even asleep in their own way, and then have, when things are changed in a building, which I would guess would change the energy of a building as well, in an area, can that wake them up? And is that why, in so many cases, activity starts up? And even in other cases where it seems almost like the activity is um, taken as being negative, whether it is or isn't, but then... Once people, I've heard this before as well, people will start talking to whatever they sense there, or whoever they sense there, and, and explaining, we're doing this to bring this place back to what it was, or to make it better. Um, sometimes the activity will calm down, or at least get to be where it's not directed at anyone. So, um, a lot of, lot of uh, variables there, but that just the fact that things do happen or can pick up, activity can pick up more when places are renovated and changed or uh, anything like that. That is something that, that does seem to happen a lot. So, um, And I always wonder, too, when it comes to buildings that are torn down and then new ones are put back up again, uh, it seems like that would also cause activity, but it's hard to track all that. Uh, unless you're there, I would guess. So, but anyway, that's all the articles I have for today. Uh, I just will take this last couple minutes uh, to thank you all for listening, as always. Also, um, please check out the um, Trouble Minds, excuse me, Trouble Minds uh, Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. If you listen throughout the day, you'll hear all the different shows that are on the station. Um, they're sort of put on there, and, and the station. The, the software that runs the station will put up or play random shows. And so you never know during the day um, who you're going to hear next, which is really uh, a lot of fun in a way. You get to hear all the different shows, and if you listen every day, all day, then um, you'll hear all the different shows that are on the station. And it's, I, I do that myself a lot. So, But also then the, um, in the evenings, of course, you have my show, replays of my show. And uh, and then uh, Trouble Minds Radio at night. So, and I'm really grateful to be part of this group and this um, be on this station as well. So, and also please make sure um, anytime I have guests on the show, um, I always include links to their their projects, whatever they're doing. And so, uh, please check out those links and and help support those other shows uh, as much as you can. 
So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.